Hi, I'm Chef Ian Bromstead, and welcome to Regal Fair, where I'll show you how to create simple and elegant meals just like we do at some of the finest restaurants in this country. Today we're going to prepare a quick cured salmon with beets and creme fraiche, then we'll roast some chicken with maitake mushrooms and parsnips, then we'll have a little pan perdue with roasted peaches for dessert. So to get started on our quick cured salmon, I'm going to go ahead and I'm start making our cure. So to start making our cure, I'm just going to simply toast some spices in this pan, just dry toast. Uh, I'm going to add about a teaspoon of fennel seeds, about a teaspoon of black pepper. And we're just going to want to cook these slowly, just until some of the aromas start coming out of them. Let some of those delicious oils start to come out of the spices. They really won't need very long. And while these are toasting, we can continue to make our cure. So here, I'm going to add about Let's say about a teaspoon of white sugar. And then these are just about done. I'm starting to get some of the aromas coming off the spices. So we can let those cool slightly. So again, to our cure, we can add about two teaspoons of kosher salt. We can add just a little bit of orange zest. Orange zest gives a nice, nice citrusy flavor. Helps cut through some of the richness of the salmon really goes nicely with the flavor of the beets also. So now that we have our spices toasted, we can go ahead and get these right into the cure. So we can add just a little bit of crushed red pepper. And we can go ahead and just stir all these to combine. So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to lay this cure right over the fish, nice and evenly. The spices will give a nice, nice aromatic flavor and the salt and the sugar will help to cure the salmon. It's going to give it a nice, nice seasoning. So we can go pretty liberally with the cure here. We'll go ahead and rinse this off once we're done. So once this is all nice and thoroughly coated with all the cure, we can go ahead and let this just set. And let this set here for just a few moments. Let some of the salt and the sugar really start to bring some seasoning to the, to the fish. So. Now that our fish is curing, we can set this over here. We can go ahead and we can start making our beet puree. So to make our beet puree, I'm just going to add some of these red roasted beets that I have here. All I did to roast these beets was I just took a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, some salt, some pepper, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of thyme, and I just put them into an earthenware dish and uh, baked them covered for about 45 minutes just until they're fork tender. So to puree these beets, I'm just going to add a little bit of red wine vinegar. Uh, we can add just a little bit of salt. We can just start to puree. If we need to add a little bit of water, just for a little bit more liquid, we can. So very quickly, these will come into a nice, smooth, creamy puree. You can add a little bit of, little bit of water just to help keep things moving. At the beginning stages of making the puree, it's going to take a little bit of caressing just to get all the beets incorporated into the puree. So now that we're starting to have a nice thick creamy puree here, we can go ahead and stop and just wipe the sides down just to make sure that all the beets get incorporated. 
a nice smooth creamy puree. You can see that we're going to need just a little bit more water here as well. Now just a little bit more. Just enough to get them moving into a nice smooth creamy puree. So we can let this puree for just another few moments here. Just a little more water. So now that the beets are all starting to move into a little puree, we can go ahead and we can add just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil to the puree. So we can go ahead and we can let this just... blend right up to a nice smooth creamy puree. So now that we have all of our beets nicely pureed. We can just go ahead and we can pass them right through a little strainer into this bowl here. Just make sure that we remove any lumps or any bits that didn't get pureed in the, in the pureeing. So now that we have this here, we can just go ahead and pass this puree right through. This nice, beautiful, thick, creamy, delicious, sweet red bee puree. Set this aside for now. And while we're waiting for our salmon to finish curing, we can go ahead and we can toast just a little bit of rye bread. We can add just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil here, same pan that we did the spices in. We can just start toasting our bread. Just quickly now. Just want to cook the bread nice and gently just to get a little bit of color. Just get a little bit of texture, nice crispy texture. So let that keep cooking for just a few moments. Season with a little bit of salt and pepper. Just a little more extra risotto here. Just help dry the bread. So now that our bread is toasting nicely, just let this keep going. So now that we have our bread toasting, I have here just a little bit of sea beans. These are actually a seaweed. And I'm just going to blanch these very quickly in just a little bit of boiling salted water. These are only going to need just a few seconds here, these little sea beans. These are an excellent little sea vegetable. Um, they're becoming pretty prevalent these days. And all we need is just enough 10 seconds or so right in the hot water. We'll give these a nice, beautifully bright green color. Now that we have our sea beans blanched, we'll go ahead and we can get our rye bread out of here. So I'm just going to set these onto a little paper towel just to dry. And we can go ahead and we can start plating our salmon. So I'm just going to take our salmon here. And I'm going to just rinse this excess salt off very quickly. So now that we have our cure rinsed off of our salmon, I'm just going to blot this dry on some paper towels just to remove the excess moisture. We can go ahead and just blot this dry. So now that our salmon is very lightly cured, we can go ahead and we can just slice this into some nice, nice long ribbons. Nice long thin slices of the salmon, like three or four nice slices. 
So once the salt has had a chance to cure the fish slightly, you'll notice that the texture of the fish becomes a little firmer, becomes a little easier to slice. It's actually the protein setting in the salmon. It's almost like we're cooking it without any heat. So just another slice here. We can start to plate the salmon. So now that we have these nice, big, thick slices of cured salmon, we can just arrange these delicately on the plate and start to add some of our garnishes here. So now that we have all of our salmon down, we can start to dress some of these beets. So I'm gonna dress these beets separately because what'll end up happening is the, the pink beets will dye the yellow beets and the red beets will dye the pink beets and the yellow beets. So I wanna dress these in stages so that we don't soil the beautiful color of all these different beets here. So we can put a little of these yellow ones on. All I'm going to do is just season this with a little bit of salt, pepper, red wine vinegar, olive oil. And we can get these on. So now that we have these dressed, we can put these on. These beautiful little yellow beets. We cook these in the same way that we cooked all the other beets, just in the oven. Get some of these beautiful pink chioga beets. And get some of these on there. Get them all coated in the dressing. Get these on. Get some of these beautiful chioga beets around. Then we can get some of these red beets. Okay, again, get these coated in the dressing. So we can get all these beautiful red beets on here too. Get all these different colors of beets on. So now that we have all of our beets on, we can go ahead and add some of our tarragon leaves. I have just a little bit of fresh freshly picked tarragon leaves here. The tarragon works really well with the flavor of the beets and the salmon. We can take some of these sea beans and we can just pull these right out of the water. Just blot these dry. Put some of these sea beans on anywhere you want. Beautiful little sea beans have a really nice salty sort of sea flavor. Really kind of helps bring the earthiness of the beets and the flavor of the fish together. So now that all those little Green things are on, we can add some of this crunchy fried rye bread. This rye bread comes to us from the Panda Avignon Bakery in New York City. So now that we have all of our garnishes on, we can just take a little bit of this beautifully red, bright beet puree and just put a nice little line right over here. So now that we have our beet puree on, I'm just gonna add a few of these little raw beets. Just shave them with a mandolin, just nice beautiful little shavings of raw red, yellow, and pink beet. So now that we have all of our shaved raw beets on, our dish is complete, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna clean this up, and we'll be right back to make our chicken. Welcome back. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna start to prepare our chicken with some maitake mushrooms and some parsnips. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna start cooking our chicken right away. So I'm just gonna season this on both sides with a little bit of salt and cracked black pepper. And now I can get just a little bit of extra virgin olive oil into this pan. Get this nice and hot. So we can get this oil nice and hot. You can see the oil starting to shimmer. That's how we know it's hot. Get a little bit of pepper on this side. We can lay this right in here.
So now that we have our chicken roasting, we can go ahead and we can start on our parsnip puree. So to make our parsnip puree, I'm just going to add a little bit of extra virgin olive oil here. Now to this olive oil, we can add just a little bit of white onion, a little bit of julienne Spanish onion. We can just start sweating this gently here. Turn the chicken down. Don't want any wisps of smoke coming out. It's just a nice, it's a nice gentle sear. So now that we have our onions sweating and just a little bit of olive oil, we can go ahead and we can transfer our chicken to the oven. So now that our chicken's roasting, we can go ahead and we can start cooking some of these pearl red onions. So I'm just going to take a little bit of extra virgin olive oil here to this pan, add them to a heated pan. So these little pearl red onions, I just peeled them. I'm just going to add these, get a little bit of color. So now while those are roasting, we can go ahead and we can start our sauce. So to start our sauce, we can take just a little bit of white wine and we can just start simmering this with just a little bit of sliced raw shallots, a little bit of black peppercorns, and a little bit of thyme. So we're just going to reduce this, this wine all the way down. So now that we can see our onions have just a little bit of caramelization, I'm just going to deglaze this pan with just a little bit of red wine vinegar. So now that we have our red wine vinegar in here, I'm just going to bake these in the oven for about 10 or 12 minutes just until they're tender. So now that our onions have sweat considerably, we can go ahead and add some sliced garlic to this. Let that continue to sweat in there. Next we can roast some parsnip batons. So to this pan we can just add a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and we can start to roast these parsnips. We just want to get a little bit of color on these. So I just peeled the parsnips and removed the cores and then cut them down into these little batons. And then all of these scraps that I had left over from those parsnips, I took and just chopped them all up. So we can go ahead and add all the scraps from the parsnips to this pan and just get these cooking in here with the onion and the garlic. So once I've got all these parsnips coated in the oil, I'm just going to add just enough milk just to cover. And we're going to let these cook just until the parsnips are tender. And then we can puree. So now we can see we're getting just a little bit of golden brown on the parsnips. And now that we're getting just a little bit of color on these, we can go ahead and add just one clove of garlic. I'm just going to crack this open with my hand, add this right to the oil, and add one sprig of thyme. Let those cook in there with the, with the parsnips. Let them give up their delicious flavor. Add a little bit of butter. It's just going to help finish cooking the parsnips and add a little richness. Season this with a little bit of cracked black pepper. So now that these are just about cooked, I'm just going to pull, pull these off the heat and just let these continue to carry over. So we're going to go ahead, we're going to let our chicken roast, we're going to let our onions finish, and we're going to come right back to finish our dish. Welcome back. So we have taken our chicken out of the oven, we've finished roasting our onions, so I'm just going to finish up with this dish. So I'm just going to take a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. So we'll just roast these beautiful little maitakes we have here, also known as hen of the woods mushrooms. I'm just going to put these right down in this 
very hot olive oil. Just want to get a nice little sear on them. So we can start to roast those. And now that these are roasting, we can warm the sauce up. So this was the white wine with the shallot, the pepper, and the thyme that we reduced down. All I did was I added just a little bit of veal stock, and we're going to go ahead and use this to finish our dish. So I've taken the parsnips that we cooked with the onions and the garlic and the cream, and I just pureed them, passed them just like we did with the beet puree. So I'm just going to put a nice generous amount of the parsnip puree right here in the middle, create a little bed for all of our other vegetables. So now that we're getting a little bit of color on these mushrooms, you can just turn all these. And now that these mushrooms are almost fully cooked, I can just season these with a little bit of salt and pepper. Kosher salt. Cracked black pepper. So I took a little bit of bacon and I cut them into what we call lardones, which are just big strips. And I just cooked them in some olive oil just until they're nice and crispy and brown. So we can add some of those. We can add our roasted parsnip batons that we cooked earlier. Get all these thoroughly mixed. That bacon fat's gonna come in there and season all these vegetables very nicely. And I have just a little bit of haricot vert beans here. I just blanch these and uh, refresh them in some ice water just to stop the cooking. So, so now that we have all of our vegetables ready, we can, so now that we have our haricot vert beans in, we can just go ahead and add these little braised onions that we made earlier. So we can just go ahead and get all these beautiful vegetables onto our bed of parsnip puree. Just arrange these all around. I like to put the mushrooms on the outside. It's kind of the fancier ingredient here in the, in the dish, so I kind of like to highlight those on the plate. And we can just spoon all these other vegetables around. So now that we have our vegetables on, so we can just spoon just a little bit of this chicken sauce right around. Try and keep it nice and tight to the center of the dish. And now that we have our chicken sauce on, we can add our roasted chicken. Just a little bit more of our extra virgin olive oil. So here we have our roasted chicken with parsnips and maitake mushrooms. We're gonna get this cleaned up and come right back and make our pan perdue. Welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to make our pan perdue now. So to get started, I'm going to make our Royale. So I have a half a cup of milk. I have a half a cup of heavy cream. And two eggs. So I'm just going to get these ingredients incorporated into our Royale. So we're just whisking, whisking these eggs. So now that we have those ingredients combined, I'm gonna add just about a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. And I'm gonna add two tablespoons of white sugar. So we can just bring this together. So now that our Royale is ready, we can slice our bread. So I have this beautiful brioche here. So I'm just gonna make some nice big rounds of this. I'm just gonna cut one nice big slice. I'm going to punch out one little circle right from the middle. 
now that we have our brioche cut, we can just place it right in to our Royale. We can take about a teaspoon of whole butter and add it right to this pan here. Get it right into this non-stick skillet. We can get our brioche turned over. Just want to get a nice light coating of the Royale. And we can just start to brown our pan Purdue right in this butter. So now in this pan, we can start to roast our peaches in just a little bit more whole butter. So we can just add a little bit of whole butter here. And we can get these peaches cut side down right into the butter. And you get a nice little bit of caramelization here. We bring out some of the sweetness. It'd be delicious with a French toast. So these are roasting nicely. Our pan Purdue is just starting to come together, just starting to come up to temperature. And break away the remaining egg. So now that our pan Purdue is cooking and our peaches are roasting, we can go ahead and make a little bit of whipped cream. So I have about a quarter of a cup of heavy cream here. And we can just start to whisk this. Very soon we'll be able to see that this whipped cream will be able to hold nice, nice stiff peaks. Very quickly we can start to see our cream starting to come together. Now add about a teaspoon of white sugar here and about a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. And our whipped cream is just about ready. So now we can start taking a look at all of our roasted peaches here. Then we get a beautiful amount of caramelization on here. Let's go for a little longer. And take a look at our French toast. A beautiful golden brown here. So these are almost ready here. Just about ready here. So now we have all of our ingredients ready. We can start to plate. So I'm just going to take the plate here. We can lift our pan Purdue right out. Should be just about cooked through. I can feel that it's starting to firm up nicely. So we can put our roasted brioche right in the pan. We can take some of our roasted peaches. Now that we have a nice beautiful golden brown on each side of the peaches, we can get these right in here. You take just a little bit of powdered sugar and just put it right on top of the pan Purdue. And we can just take a nice big scoop of this whipped cream. Put this right in here. Just garnish with just a little bit of fresh mint. And then we have our pan Purdue with roasted peaches and whipped cream. We're going to get this cleaned up and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So we have all of our dishes plated here. We started with our lightly cured salmon with beets and creme fraiche. If you remember, we have our creamy red beet puree that we made with a little bit of red wine vinegar, a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, some salt. 
We have our lightly cured salmon that we cured with some chili flakes, some black pepper, some fennel seed, a little orange zest, and the salt and the sugar. We have our beautiful little beets. We have our roasted chioga, red, and yellow beets. We have our little raw chips of the yellow, red, and chioga beets. We have our little tarragon, our sea beans. We have the toasted rye bread that we made. It's gonna be an excellent start to this meal. And we have our roasted chicken with maitake mushrooms and parsnips. If you remember, we made our creamy parsnip puree with a little bit of white onion, garlic, extra virgin olive oil, and all of our parsnips. We just blended the parsnips into a puree and passed them through a strainer. And then we had our roasted maitake mushrooms. We had a little bit of rendered bacon. We had our blanched hairy cover and our roasted parsnip batons along with our beautiful pearl red onions that we braised with just a little bit of red wine vinegar. It's gonna bring a nice acidity to the dish. I really like the braised pearl onions. It helps cut through some of the richness of the parsnip puree and the earthiness of the roasted chicken. And we made just a little bit of chicken jus, which is a little bit of veal glaze, some white wine, a little shallot, pepper, and thyme. So this is one of my favorite chicken dishes that I like to prepare. I really love the mushrooms and the parsnips together. There's some other vegetables you could substitute, either broccoli rabe for the haricot vert, and if you don't like the bacon, if that's a little too rich, I love to use walnuts in this. Right in the jus is very nice, with a little bit of walnut oil if you're gonna use the walnuts instead of the bacon. Really love that. We have some of these little marigold flowers. I really love to garnish this chicken dish with just some of the petals. Just put this all, these all over. It really brings a beautiful pop of color and it really just brings a nice freshness to this dish because with the, all the roasted vegetables and the roasted chicken, it gets a little hearty, so I really love to have the pop of color of just some little marigold petals. And then we had our pan perdue with roasted peaches and chantilly cream. So we then just roasted the brioche in a little bit of butter just until the egg that we put into the Royale had set and the brioche had become firm. We served it with our roasted peaches that we just seared in just a little bit of butter just until we get a little bit of caramelization. It really helps bring a nice, sweet, caramelized element to the peaches that I really love, especially with the pan perdue. And then we garnish with just a little bit of fresh whipped cream that we just made with some castor sugar, a little vanilla, and a little bit of mint. This is an excellent late fall meal that will be wonderful right around harvest time. I'm Chef Ian Bromstead. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Regal Fair, and we'll see you next time.